Hi, and welcome for the second season of Grow This, Grow That podcast by Vectra. This time we discuss engineering management and try to find out how to make software developer teams more efficient. Today, we had a great discussion about engineering retention with fellow managers from different parts of our work. Thank you very much. This is the final episode of the second season of Grow This, Grow That podcast devoted to engineering management. And today we have uh, awesome guests uh, who are going to share on the topic of uh, retention of engineers inside of the company. So um, I will ask, um, so first maybe Didier, could you please introduce yourself? So uh, hi everyone, and thank you to, to having me uh, today. Uh, I'm Didier Karoff, uh, and you can say Didi if you want. Uh, I'm VP Engineering at Akineo in France, uh, Nantes City. Uh, Akineo, Akineo provides a SaaS PIM solution, uh, and the PIM stands for Product and Information Management. Uh, we provide a single place to collect, manage, enrich uh, any product information and uh, structure uh, a product catalog and to distribute, to spread uh, your product data to any e-commerce or uh, marketing channel. Uh, prior to Akineo, I used to be developer, uh, then production engineer slash uh, SRE, mainly in uh, banking investment. And I switched to a manager role uh, seven years ago. Uh, and in my current role, I manage uh, 80 people. So in different track, uh, such as operation, development, for sure, and uh, data. And I'm super happy to be here today with you. And thanks again for the invitation. Yes, hello, everyone. My name is Dmitry. I'm a Russian guy who works in a French company and manage a DevOps team remotely from Serbia. Uh, I want to thank you also for inviting me to this, uh, to this session. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dmitry. Ken uh, Chan, could you please introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. I'm Kanchan. Uh, I'm one of the engineering managers uh, here at Verify uh, slash Visa. Uh, Verify is a one-stop dispute management uh, company and we are recently acquired by Visa. I'm in this role for a year now and thank you for having me today. Thanks. And Paul, could you please? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> so my name is Paul Hudson. Um, I'm a VP of engineering for a, a sort of uh, smallish startup now. Uh, recently started startups called Edify. We make edutech um, uh, technology uh, products, specifically working on a VR, AR platform for learning at the moment. So obviously over, over the COVID year, uh, that we've just all had. Um, we've had a lot of people reach out, so it's growing fairly rapidly at the moment. Uh, previous to here, I've worked at small and large organizations. The last one I was at was Amazon, so the largest, uh, all the way down to much, much smaller um, startups as well. So I've had a range of, of different hats in different places, uh, from programming through to, to management. I've been doing management for about 12 years now, 13 years, I think somewhere around there. Thank you, guys. Thank you for that. We could start with the first question. Um, as we're discussing retention today, and you are all engineer managers, whether it's a part of the role of engineer manager to retain developers in a company or should be part of the larger company policy uh, that uh, and the HR function and not the part of the engineer manager 
So, so I, I really strongly believe uh, that it's part of the engineering function, certainly from a leadership point of view, that you're there to actually try and mentor and retain the staff. Um, obviously, there's there's policies throughout companies, and you, you can have benefits that the whole company gets. But I think you know, at a fundamental level, engineers are about learning new things, experiencing new technologies, um, and and sort of growing themselves. Uh, you know, engineers are naturally really curious; they really want to learn things uh, and, and become experts in, in different pieces. So there's lots that engineering management can do to retain um you know retain staff uh, within within teams i would like to address uh, uh, to attack let's say the subject on different levels so i would like to go from behind uh, in which situation retention couldn't be a good idea so i would like to say a few words about let's say personal reasons uh, a guy can have a uh, uh, family circumstances to leave uh, uh, the team. So in this case, uh, uh, it's uh, not your role to retain whatever. Uh, it can be a question of career change. I have a guy from my team who become a, a Lutthier. I hope I pronounce it well. It's a craftsman's person who made the string instruments. You, I don't really have a, have a, um, uh, enough uh, influence to make him change his decision back. I also think that you, your role as a manager is to, uh, as we talked about, uh, to help people with uh, their career so they can just overgrow uh, your team or even your company and you can take it uh, as a complement to your management role uh, once again if you imagine that uh, this person can uh, make much better in another team maybe it's not the best situation to to retain him uh, and uh, uh, if we talk about global uh, company scale if we talk about uh, low uh, level of uh, renewal, uh, it can be associated with uh, uh, groupthink and uh, inertia. Uh, and this is uh, those are qualities you can see in some uh, administrative institutes and so on. Uh, so probably global management of uh, uh, turnover is a good uh, policy in general. Uh, it will introduce uh, uh, new ideas. Uh, it will challenge uh, uh, current, uh, maybe not so well uh, established policies, uh, and uh, uh, it can boost uh, company company production in general. So I would like to uh, just uh, uh, have this in mind when we talk about uh, retention. Totally agree with you, uh, Dimitri. I also see some uh, point about that is mandatory to say that is add an expensive to to hire people uh, as is costly also to replace people in a team uh, so you you also you, you see a, a drop in terms of productivity when you have someone you hire or someone you you you, you let off this depends uh, but yeah, it takes time to, to hire, it takes time also to onboard and have someone effective uh, in a role. I got it, your, your, your point. Uh, but again, from my point of view, it's, it's so expensive to, to, to find the right people. Uh, that's uh, as an engineering manager or as a VP engineering or whatever the role, uh, you should retain uh, your engineer. And uh, for sure, not for all cases for sure uh, but 
mainly you 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 need to retain your your people for sure. I I feel engineering managers uh, play a vital role in retaining people. Even though uh, it it comes to a play that the company policies are very important, uh, but a manager actually provides a growth plan. to a developer or to an engineer uh, i i feel people look forward more to that to, to learning opportunities to the mentoring opportunities how the company culture is established and manager plays a, a crucial role in establishing a team culture uh, also uh, it's often said that people leave managers and not the company so uh, if if we have like that uh, impact that how these things are going to play in a bigger picture in their career uh, i i think retention uh, would be much easier and i i do agree with what paul said uh, in the beginning that like uh, managers uh, should provide a growth plan and i think just echoing what um kanchan said that it's about uh, you know managers um are people that that there to inspire people they they are that you know people people follow those managers because they want to work for those people and that's quite often what you see you know if you've got a really good manager it's not just in engineering if we're being really honest it's in every role but certainly in engineering it's even more evident that people will move because it's easy to move and we'll come on to that later i think it's in the other questions it's easy to move around and so you know inspiring people and being able to lead is actually quite you know quite challenging at times but also quite fulfilling i think you know when you start to find people that really grow and you can mentor to become managers and leaders themselves a few times uh, almost every one of you said good manager and i think uh, that something we should uh, remove from our shoulders this burden of uh, being good managers and retaining uh, the people uh, when i became a father i learned this uh, concept and it sticks with me that if your baby cries it doesn't mean that you are a bad parent so if someone from your team leaves doesn't mean you are a bad manager you can still be a perfect manager so i would just continue all this conversation with this idea in mind that you still can should probably if you did your best feel okay when it happens of course i do agree with all of you that Uh, it comes with a great cost with onboarding with uh, efficiency loss uh, but it's part of your job let's say you still learn from this experience thank you thank you guys for sharing on this that was a great opening you've partly already started uh, touching different things that uh, influence uh, developer lifetime within a team I, w- I will try to um, ask to add some more factors that you have experienced by yourself. What can actually frighten developer for working in a team by the actions of the engineer manager, or maybe some things that you have noticed within the company, some parts of the culture that make company more um, attractive for a developer to longer work there or um, live it earlier. So uh, what are these factors that make the developers work longer or shorter within a team? Um so I I think you know you hit on it there Chongul um it's about the uh, the culture uh, quite often you find the teams um survive by the culture and especially nowadays you know when you got more virtual teams I don't know whether you guys have got lots of virtual teams but I have and it's certainly become more that way over the last little while the culture of how you actually react with people um the way you split your work and your um your fun side up is is quite is quite a, a 
an important part of the business. Yeah, you have to get your work done. You have to do the, the engineering stuff that you want to do, but you also want to make people feel included. You want them to own what they're actually doing. You want them to be the, the owners of, of the team and be part of the team as well. It's about how you build that up in, in, a, in a really strong way for the, the future. I will uh, add uh, just three words to what uh, Paul just said. Uh, I'm a big adept of uh, book Drive by Daniel Pink. So this rewards is uh, autonomy, mastery and purpose. So if you can provide as a manager uh, these elements, and of course, uh, I'm, it's not only about you, it's also about your company. Uh, it's mainly purpose. Uh, we're talking about company. Uh, you shouldn't Miss, uh, uh, misread uh, uh, just some perks company can give you with a company culture and with these elements uh, well you can say that you did uh, you've done your job true and uh, we also say uh, autonomy comes uh, is not just to say autonomy you are autonomous that's fine uh, it's also uh, keeping up with the latest technology, have the right tooling, have the right consent to have a team autonomous. It's really part of our job, for sure. In my experience, it's more like uh, how like different people need a different kind of motivation. Not all people are excited about new technology. Not all people are excited about the learning opportunities or even uh, mentoring aspect of the job. So uh, it's, it's important to figure out like, what exactly is the developer is getting excited about and uh, providing that path to, to him or her. I, I will just uh, uh, add that, yes, if you cannot uh, uh, give everyone uh, everything they need, you can at least uh, reduce negative effects. And I, I think that we can uh, all agree that, uh, I don't know, personal, professional life uh, balance, uh, uh, well, we will definitely talk about it, money, compensation for your work, just comfortable work environment. Uh, we cannot uh, uh, understand it when we have uh, our job interview, but in our day-to-day -day life, probably it's even more important than, let's say, global mission uh, if you are not comfortable on your workplace. I was, I was pretty much going to say the same thing, yes. Yeah, so I was going to back up what Kanchan said, yes. Yeah, so I think, you know, you can't always do exactly what they want you can't always provide you know the extra money it's about how you can provide other pieces you know it's often about the benefits that aren't just money or just doing the work they always want to do it's about balance and actually um i think it's more about communicating that it can't always be good but we can try and help you get as much as we can in a good way to to focus on the things you want to do but also challenge people to to grow into areas where they're not as comfortable in what they're doing and i think that's part of it as well challenging people making them really want to to try harder and expand their their expertise is also quite a good thing as well providing people want to do it sometimes people are very happy where they are and that's the other side of it uh, as well well i hope you will also nod and you will agree uh, you all know about this flow state in uh, in towards uh, flow is a way you can be completely submerged by the task in a good way uh, you will uh, feel like it uh, goes uh, without any effort from you uh, and it gives you a lot of uh, a lot of pleasure uh, and to achieve this state uh, of, of the flow uh, the task must be like you just said Paul uh, a little bit higher your current level if it's too easy you will be bored if it's too complicated uh, you will be just uh, overwhelmed and uh, frustrated and uh, uh, 
learn and do. It's the best way to, well, uh, it's, a, it's your job, as you just said, uh, to give this a way to advance. True and meaningful or uh, challenging project help a lot for that. Uh, and another point is also to give the right context uh, to, to our people is also uh, something uh, you, you, I guess, you need to, to do because uh, with the right context, people are able to understand uh, where we will go, what is our vision, what is the vision of the company. And all of that is linked. And yeah, you create the high trust environment, by the way. Yeah, I think providing the bigger picture always helps. And uh, it's uh, there is a difference between nudging and uh, nagging, I guess. Like So sometimes uh, you feel that a certain certain person needs a nudge and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a fine line where it becomes nagging. Uh, that, oh, you should do this, you should just... Uh, perform it in this way and uh, instead of saying that like oh you could have done it in this way or as well so yeah that's that's a very important fine line and I think sometimes when you're looking at um, engineers and you're trying to work out what what's what they're not doing well sometimes it's not just um, understanding their, their work environment it's about understanding you know, what's going on in their life trying to understand how how different factors are actually fa- are affecting the way they work and how they look at things and the cultural differences between teams certainly when you have it across different regions and trying to get them to talk in the same way all those sort of things are quite challenging but that's also part of the fun I think of engineering leadership and management it's about trying to solve those bits it's like I don't know I always think of it it's a bit like um, the puzzle you used to do when you used to be an engineer and you used to put the bits together it's the same with people but like way more complex um, and it's part of the fun as well I think it's a great trans- uh, transition to to the question uh, that we had in this list uh, one-to-one and the role in uh, people motivation and retention because uh, it's a not the only but probably the best way to know what's going on how the person feels and uh, uh, what can you do uh, to to make his career his experience uh, comfortable uh, so and uh, well we cannot really make this difference between motivation at work and retention uh, it comes often it comes together uh, and uh, well yes uh, one-on-one it's the best way to provide negative positive experience in both way and it happens to me uh, i have a guy in my team uh, who is always happy and uh, I need to force him to say what can I do for you what can we improve how can we make you uh, like a work day better uh, so I need to just to continue uh, pushing him forward and uh, well me also true and I also look during my my one-on-one with uh, my manager or uh, my uh... Uh, people to look at um, a different behavior because it's really a great uh, meeting for that and uh, I, I call that a low signals uh, I don't know if it's the correct word in English but uh, any different behavior or low signal thanks to the one-in-one you are able to to, to see that and this is also a, a very good place for off-record discussion. Yeah I just want to um continue uh, Tamitri's point. So I I work with a very quiet group of uh, people and uh, it's very hard to get that information from them that what is exactly needed by them. Every single time they're like, no, everything is good. Uh, And even the feedback I get is more in the sort of like, uh, they're very nice people, right? I mean, it could have been better, but I'm okay with it. And then you, you are like, okay, so there is, there are some pointers um, 
also i guess constructive criticism is, is an important aspect uh, not everyone can take it uh, even if you provide it in a way that uh, it's uh, it's just like a pill, right? You have to give it in a small doses and you cannot really provide the feedback in one single burst that, oh, this is what is happening. And then you will see that nothing is going to be like, th th there is no result of that conversation. I wanted to share a story uh, when Didier uh, told about uh, uh, off-record conversation. I said about my experience a few years ago during 101, uh, guy from my team just told me that mm, I want to leave company to give more details. It was one of the cases I talked about in the beginning. He wanted to take back his uh, studies, uh, just uh, finish his uh, higher educational program. So it's not something with the company, with uh, his uh, uh, job. Uh, and the way uh, actually I discovered it, uh, it wasn't a, an official letter, I want to resign, I want to quit the company. Uh, we managed to find a nice uh, way to retain him, keep him for uh, almost a year uh, by providing him a flexible uh, time, uh, giving him time to study, to prepare for his exam, and still uh, keeping uh, him uh, working for a project uh, while we uh, waited, uh, uh, tried to find uh, someone to replace him. It was really uh, fluid retention uh, until a new guy uh, with, uh, well, new motivation, fresh energy came in. Thank you guys for sharing this. We talked about the um, factors that retain, the help retain developers. We, we shared on the thing that uh, the role of the one-on-ones on this, but one thing that recently has changed and many of us are facing it due to the COVID, the engineering market became global. Usually we didn't have such a great competition for developers on the local markets, but currently we see it everywhere. And uh, what have you are experienced till the moment? Is it become harder to retain developers non on this overheated market? Or what factors that we have mentioned like work-life balance, what has really changed on the overheated market? Is it become harder to retain them or nothing really changes? So who could uh, who could start and it's uh, interesting because many of us work in different markets so uh, it would be nice if you could share uh, your stories i think in this market right now everyone wants to work remote it doesn't matter like even um, there is like a more salary but working remote aspect has become extremely important and again uh, we have seen the big players uh, are uh, in the game now and they want to hire the best talent all over the country or even globally so it's really hard to compete with them the salary ranges uh, are uh, all-time high i would say and uh, for uh, like for local companies you cannot really go go by whatever the market data was available it's it's uh, like we are talking about uh, different perks. Um, I mean, uh, remote, like the full-time remote, you don't have to show up at work, no commute, uh, work-life balance because you are staying at home and people are very comfortable with that idea. Uh, I think the, these are the big challenges to retain employees. If, you, if your company is not able to uh, offer that competitive advantage, it's it's going to be way harder. Correct. And we can go back again to the culture of the company. 
so we have the classic ones, the team building, the activities, the mentoring program or all training you can have in the, in the company. So that's helped a lot uh, for that. And uh, also something new uh, for me, uh, and some people already asked for that, is to have our to know if we are inclusive and if we have a diverse team. First feeling is it seems to be a point, so remote, yes, sure. And also to have a, a, a really diverse team with women, men, with people from different background experience. And uh, people are willing to, to, to know if we have or not, maybe sometimes some, uh, some program, some specific program for that. Yeah, I think, you know, the diversity is, is quite an important part of it. And I think you get, uh, because if you have a diverse company, you get more viewpoints. The viewpoints that come in uh, are very, very important to actually make people, I think, uh, probably um, happier in their roles. But I think that really ties back around to another point, which is knowing that they're being heard. So people want to have a voice and they want to be heard in the company. They want to be able to influence direction and they want to be able to own that direction themselves. It's not just about, the, you know, top-down leadership, which you got a few years ago, you know, lots of top-down pushing in a direction direction you know uh, with, with little changes from the bottom up but now nowadays people are much more included you talk about those things you talk about the direction you talk about what what you want to build and you ask them for their opinions and they can you know influence where it's going and I think that's quite an important piece again it's not just an engineering thing it's, it's an everybody thing um, and that's what really includes or creates buy-in and increases retention I think as well you know target background all the way back around people are happier if they think they are part of the actual decision process themselves and, and own it. Uh, I will try to add uh, just a little uh, bit different point of view on this COVID situation. And uh, uh, I will introduce this difference, uh, you know, uh, already about between causation and correlation. So you just, uh, Jankal, you just said that because of COVID, we are in a remote uh, world. And that's why it's uh, probably more difficult to uh, retain uh, people because market changed. But probably there is a common uh, cause of uh, this uh, consequence. Uh, it's uh, still COVID and uh, uh, something else that happens uh, uh, amongst my friends. Uh, a lot of people during COVID decided, for example, to change their jobs, uh, to leave uh, uh, in, uh, in their case, uh, it was uh, Paris, uh, to leave the capital to uh, to live somewhere uh, with, in a small house. Uh, and uh, yes, it's still COVID, but it's uh, just uh, a lockdown and uh, difficult environment that forced people to actually downshift. It wasn't, uh, uh, I want to take control over my life. I want to take part in big decision. I want to push my career forward. It was as way around. They change their job to something simple uh, just to be happy in their day-to-day -day life so uh, once again i completely agree and it depends on your on your just uh, deeper state if you are tired after one and a half two years of covid maybe challenges uh, and uh, uh, big uh, steps uh, in your career it's not what you are looking for yeah i i actually uh agree with your point of view Dimitri. i have seen a few of my uh co-workers uh living like leaving the job and actually finding something which is which is more relaxing and they are closer to the family they are they're closer to that environment where uh, which they always wanted no one is uh like 
I, I don't think everyone is trying to get into that track race and trying to get like that extra money or trying to uh, or trying to just advance in their careers. But for some people, it's very important to be uh, at a stable mindset in, in this uh, pandemic. I would like to uh, continue this idea issue. Let's say COVID and uh, people deciding to change their change their. Uh, job uh, or physical <laughs> uh, living uh, their address uh, should be managed uh, not only on manager level but on a company level uh, probably it's a good moment to reduce the speed uh, so accept uh, that uh, it will be a stagnation uh, we can see uh, that a lot of company just uh, disappeared because of this situation. So if uh, you are lucky and yours in a good situation for, uh, let's say, remote, uh, remote friendly, in remote friendly environment, uh, it's great. But you should also take in into account uh, your employees' desires. Uh, and uh, if uh, I can add uh, um, this retention policy, should be also probably managed on a company on a direction level because we know uh, especially today that people will leave uh, so we can talk later about what is good what is bad the turnover rate uh, how can we analyze it uh, but you know that people will leave so probably uh, on the company level we in your uh, human resource department you should generate a pipeline in advance to uh, to anticipate these uh, changes uh, to be ready to i don't know i don't like to use this word to replace people <laughs> people not always replaceable, but still uh, uh, make uh, make this uh, turnover a little bit less uh, difficult for uh, for the company itself and for us, for managers. So I, I try to put some more responsibility uh, to the company direction uh, to make it easier for everyone. And I think you said earlier, Dimitri, um, about not being afraid for, for people to leave. And I think that's also a really important part. You know, it's important for teams to have some churn um, in, in amongst it. You know, some people leaving and some new people coming in with new ideas and new new um, energy is often a really good thing. It's a good thing for learning um, for, for you as a manager, but as a team and a technology learning point of view, you want to absorb new information. And you can't always have a growing team. You can't always be one of the companies that's always, you know, in the growth phase. Sometimes you do get into that static phase where you, you have some people coming in, some people going out, but there's still things to learn um, as you go through that piece. So I think what you said there, you know, is, is quite important as well. I just wanted to um, agree with Paul that uh, with like when we have new people, there is a new perspective. They they come with uh, uh, like new, newer, new, new experience, newer technology experience, and that helps as well. Um, sometimes you need that uh, perspective from outside. I would like to propose a challenge to Chongal. There are two many points we agree on. You need uh, you need to find a, um, a topic that uh, will generate some disagreement. Uh, otherwise, we will keep uh, we will uh, leave this meeting being like okay, uh, we said a good thing, but it's in a disagreement we can find something really cool and interesting, some new ideas. So please, Chongal, it's your turn to. Uh, to give a nice uh, uh, controversial topic, please. 
Yeah, um, I actually, <laughs> my bet was on uh, retention on overheated market. And <laughs> I, I, I thought it would just bring some disagreement, <laughs> but you tricked me. Actually, right now, I'm really, really confused <laughs> on uh, finding out the topic that could just... Yeah, you have an idea, Dmitry, please. <laughs> well, I started with it, so I, uh, I take this uh, responsibility to propose it to you. <laughs> you uh, I will invert once again uh, this, all this uh, topic and ask, uh, can you imagine the situation when you need to fire when you need to do the opposite of retaining a person so it's a good uh, way to think uh, of uh, this possibility why shouldn't i fire this person so um you know i think actually as engineering managers it's not see you, you're right there, there is times you have to fire people but it's it's not always about having to always bend over backwards to retain people sometimes there's 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 reasons to keep people and you want to keep them and other times you want to find um or you you find that people are just aren't going to change they don't want to align with what your goal is going to be and actually um i think it's sometimes better to let those people go on you don't want them to become toxic uh, in your team that's that's probably one of the worst things you can find in a team is that toxic person that's starting to to poison the, the way it works for everybody else and i think you know there are times when you have to push push people uh, along to leave or at least encourage them or you know, better yet is actually talk to them honestly about their career and where they're going and actually try and help them find other places to go, which I've done before. And you, there's like a range of the firing, firing and the, the guidance, mentoring, firing. And I think you need to you need to be able to apply both. And I think as engineering managers, and I'm sure all of you have had it, you need to know when you have to apply the different types of discussions that happen. It's based on the person, the situation um, and, you know, and, and where you want things to go yourself as well. I love the question actually and also would like to add on this actually some companies are practicing this like i've heard that in uh, facebook uh, there is a company policy that uh, you are deciding on th that's a sort of like the sport team mentality when you're having a team of like 20 players and your idea is just who you want to fire because you need to invite new, better play players in order to move the competition forward within uh, within the team. But it depends that I, I guess not all managers actually can, uh, not, not all companies are Facebook generally, and most of the companies are not Facebook. And uh, I, I don't know whether it's the, the applicable model for the majority of the companies on the market so generally generally for, for me it's it's that way i just wanted to complete your talking about facebook and uh, i've read that amazon actually pays people to leave so it's a way to test uh, the uh, personal engagement so they trying to keep only people who are really attached who really love their job if you can if you are not attracted by this sum of money someone pays you for do for doing nothing just for leaving the company means you are really an important part of uh, of the team paul worked in amazon i guess he i, can I did so so I, I didn't hear of people being um, given like that voluntary redundancy i did i did see people when they were um 
when, when they were being uh, made, uh, you know, the lower parts of the, of the group were getting money to leave leave the team. So that there was some payoffs in some ways, but I, I didn't see them actually paying groups to leave. That being said, I only, obviously I saw a very small sliver of the, the 1.7 million people that are working at Amazon. So my, my view is like a, a, you know, a small subset of that uh, with, within uh, the data team. So, you know, I, I think there probably is practices like that in Amazon and in other country or in other companies um, around the world. And in some ways, that might be a good thing for that churn. It creates the churn that you want and, and pushes people in one way to, again, it's another encouragement technique to, to, to move people along and then bring new, new people in. Well, in uh, some companies, uh, they applied it uh, on the other end. So we're talking about people leaving the company, but I don't remember. It's a company that uh, sells uh, shoes online. It's one of the biggest in the United States. Please, if you know the name, give it to me. Zappos. Yeah. Exactly, Zappos. They, after a job interview, uh, if a candidate meets all the requirements, they will propose, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, two, two monthly, uh, two months salary, uh, if they accept just to take money and do not take the position. So it's a, a, a like motivation if a guy. Okay, well, I'm sorry. If a person refused uh, this nice proposition, it means uh, a job they're willing to take is really something they're looking for. So it's a test. It's a kind of test uh, like what we just talked about in Amazon to retain people. In this case, a test by money, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, it works actually, it's also reverse psychology. Uh, as an employee, you will say to yourself, okay, I refused a quite big sum of money out of nowhere because I did nothing, I just passed a few uh, job uh, interviews. Uh, so if I don't like my work, why did I refuse this money? So I should like, it's like auto motivation. You do a company, uh, your HR department job yourself. So it's a way to pay uh, for your motivation. But, but it's kind of strange. I refuse, I, I refuse to work in a company where I haven't worked. <laughs> I just love the money. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, Dmitry, that was very nice. Uh, I don't know, it's not an icebreaker because there, there was already the closing closing question brought some fresh air to uh, what we shared. Thank you for being with us throughout this season. We hope you enjoyed listening to our episodes and love our guest stories. Remember that you can find the rest of our episodes about engineering management on Apple, Spotify, and Google, or our website, Vactually.team. Wish you great holidays and see you soon.